and welcome to Labors in the Harvest with Kevin Folger. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Kevin Folger, your host, is a man with over four decades of ministry experience. For 41 years, he served on the pastoral staff of Cleveland Baptist Church in Cleveland, Ohio. He currently serves as a North America Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia, a ministry that assists those endeavoring to preach the gospel and plant Baptist churches in the 1040 window with a particular focus on Asia. Now here's Kevin with this week's Labors in the Harvest podcast. podcast, and I am so glad that you've joined us today. Last week, if you joined us, uh, we began a conversation with my good friend and colleague in the ministry, Brother Naranjan Sundaraj, who makes his home in Sydney, Australia, and for a number of years uh, worked for American Express as an executive, and now is uh, doing freelance work and doing some things uh, in uh, the business world, but his heart really is in the realm of missions and uh, we are um, we are co-laboring together in a ministry we call Spiritual Leadership Asia. This is a ministry that's under the auspices and direction of Pastor Paul Chapel in the Lancaster Baptist Church. Brother Brother uh, Naranjan, uh, nor I, uh, either one of us, work for Brother Chapel, but we work with him in this ministry, trying to reach the 1040 focused nations of Asia, nations that so desperately need the gospel. So last week in our episode, we were talking to Brother Naranjan about God's working in his own life, and we were leading up to the fact that he had gotten saved as a young man at a Youth for Christ meeting, but yet really knew nothing about really living for the Lord or being a true disciple of Christ. God brought a missionary by the name of Terry Unruh and his wife Myra to Sri Lanka, independent Baptist missionary who began a, a work there, and Brother Naranjan became a part of that. And then uh, something, uh, you know, still uh, his focus was on work and really being successful, but then God changed his life. And so that's where we're going to pick up our conversation. Brother Naranjan, thanks for being back today uh, to continue on our conversation. So you want to kind of kind of back up just a little bit and just kind of share with us what, what happened? Absolutely. Uh, as I mentioned uh, the last time we spoke, in our lives, I think God tries to intervene many times and get our attention to get our lives on, on the path that he desires uh, for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure he did that in my life many, many times, but uh, I didn't listen. And so as I worked with American Express at that stage, I was country manager for Sri Lanka. And um, it was, I clearly remember the day, it was 31st of January, 1996. It was Monday morning around 10.45 a.m., um, just uh, like any other Monday uh, with its uh, form of business in the corporate world, that um, we had, uh, I was significantly injured in a bomb blast. Mm. Sri Lanka, as I was sharing with you last week, um, is a country that's gone through uh, many civil unrest. And during this time, there was um, a group that was uh, fighting for a separate, separate state in the northern part of the country. And um, as a result of that conflict, uh, they were you know, creating um, a lot of unrest in uh, the commercial areas of the country. And uh, the American Express office was just across the road 
from the central bank, which is like the Fed in the US, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just probably 40, 50 uh, yards across from one building to the other where we were. And there was a truck that morning that was loaded with over 450 kilos, kilos of explosive uh, that, this, that the drivers of that vehicle decided to drive it into that building Mm. And it uh, exploded. I saw the truck. I tried to get all of the staff in. And as I was walking back is when the explosion occurred. Um, there were over two and a half thousand people that were injured that day. And wow. hundreds that lost their lives. That explosion not only um, just damaged the central bank, but it also blew up our building and um, many of the buildings uh, just across, the, uh, just in that vicinity. I was, uh, you know, just, uh, it's a strange feeling, Brother Folger, just uh, when something like that happens and um, all you hear hear is just quietness around you, just darkness, Mm. and you're in a semi-conscious state. And uh, I can tell you the only thought that went through my mind that morning, that time, was the portion of scripture that I had been reading from Psalm 103. Mm. And... um, I just remember kind of crawling my way out till a few people got a hold of me. And as things settled down, they just got me to a hospital. But I vividly remember as um, I was placed with a group of people, um, somebody making a comment in the hospital grounds, um, don't waste your time. And as they moved through, just trying to deal and sort out and save as many lives. Wow. But it was... uh, it's just providential, just uh, the couple of people that had taken me to the hospital from the office. Um, I found out later that they happened to see a doctor there who looked so much like uh, my accountant in the office. And as they narrated the story later, they ran up to her and she happened to be the twin, the sister of wow. uh, this lady who worked in the office. And so she uh, somehow with the help of these two got me in there and they just tried to stop the bleeding um, at that stage. And I was just thankful for a whole host of senior American Express colleagues that flew in the very next day. And um, just through a series of treatments, I was going through almost two surgeries every day. Um, You know, finally ended up with over 100 stitches and um, over 23 surgeries, if I count all of the times I was in an Mm. operating theater uh, during that time. But, you know, through those initial days of treatment in Sri Lanka, uh, I still remember uh, even just recently some folks that came over talking about how they couldn't even recognize me and had to kind of shake me and say, you know, if this is you, uh, you know, just tell us. Wow. But (laughs) as I was going through that, you know, inside there was something happening in me that I cannot explain. And I know it was the work of God because God was actually kind of, whilst there was all of the surgery going on, he was actually kind of turning that knife knife inwards in terms of some things that needed to get attention in my own life. Mm. And from there, from Sri Lanka, I was thankful again that American Express had an SOS team that flew me out to Singapore for more surgery. And then eventually, after months in Singapore, and then much later, again to the U.S., to the Hospital for Special Surgery for more, more, more treatment. But throughout that time, um, 
I remember the time in Singapore, just the opportunity to have a missionary who came by and just used to drop things that I could listen to um, from God's word. And I could just, I, I can still vividly remember God working in my life. And in that time, two things took place. It was just the preparation of God in getting my heart right and in the right place. And one of the things that happened, Brother Folger, was just a change in my focus and my priority from wanting to be successful. And the word that the Lord put in my heart at that time that stayed with me is the word significance. Mm. And significance, as it's kind of just in my own life, I've thought about it, is not about myself. It's about others. Mm -hmm. It's about helping others become the person that God wants them to be, whether that be leading somebody to the Lord or helping somebody to become, uh, to discover God's purpose in their life. Right. And so that was one. The second was God began in my heart, just even in those early days and my time in Sri Lanka, in the hospitals in Sri Lanka, just to stop and think about how death can come to any one of us when we least expect it. Hmm. And up to that stage, I thought I was, you know, I didn't have to think or worry about that till I got my life almost taken out of me. Yeah. But what hit me, Brother Folger, is that how selfish I had been. And that's, if the first word was significance, the second one that God just impressed on my heart was my selfishness. Hmm. selfishness from the perspective that I was so thankful that I had taken care of my own salvation. And if anything happened to me, that I would be in heaven. But I did not have the burden, not one bit, to even share that burden, share the need for the gospel with my own parents. Hmm. And that's what began in those early days in the hospital, just, you know, having tracks, telling people how God had saved me and, you know, talking about what I'm talking to you about. Right. I'm so thankful just in the days following that as to how to just to be able to see my parents come to know the Lord, many others just in terms of my own relations and friends. And that's what began a burden for people in my own heart. And, um, you know, that burden then continued just as, you know, obviously I kind of, you know, recovered uh, just to share the gospel at every opportunity. I remember writing a track at that time with regard with title Second Chance wow. and uh, just talking about, you know, how no matter how old you are, it, this is something you want to really take care of right now in terms of getting your getting your relationship with the Lord right. And um, so that that burden began there. And it and it then just spread, and um, you know I'll wait for your next question, and then we can talk a little. Well, about I think that. it's I think it's quite significant that we're discussing this, and of course for our for our listeners' sake, uh, this we're recording this on September the eleventh, twenty twenty, which is the nineteenth anniversary of the bombing of the World Trade Centers in in New York City, and of course my mind all day has been thinking about the twenty nine hundred folks who went to work that morning with no clue that, that they would not go home that night. Um, 300 and some um, firefighters, 60 police officers, all of them obviously giving their life as the, the World Trade Centers came down that day. So the significance of your experience and what happened there in Sri Lanka is not lost on us here in the United States as, as we contemplate that great change that took place in our country. But I do think there's a, a unless we're personally invested unless it's personally touched us 
that we have a, a potential in some respects to say, well, that happened. And then we go on our merry way. And I see that in America. So that this experience with you, though, obviously was personal. It changed your life. And so then God used that to, to change your focus. So let's talk about the development or your, the, the burden and how that developed and really uh, what really transpired in, in bringing for the very first time in 2015, what we call the Spiritual Leadership Conference of Asia. So let's talk about that, that walk and how that happened. Certainly. So following, the, following that time, as I recovered, as I got back to work, as I shared, um, you know, for the first time started understanding the burden and the vision that Pastor Andrew had just to see the country of Sri Lanka uh, with its 20 million people evangelized and everyone there having the opportunity to hear the gospel um, at least once. And uh, my work then, you know, whilst was doing that for a few years, still focusing on Sri Lanka, as I mentioned earlier, my role with American Express changed to expand across South Asia. And this then included uh, countries like India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, um, the Maldives, and um, some of the other uh, countries in that, in, that, in that sphere. And as I traveled through these countries, and my work was, you know, as I traveled through, I would meet with you know, senior leadership across many of the banks um, in all of these countries. But what hit me and what just stuck in my mind, Brother Folger, was just the sheer mass of people. Mm. You know, you just actually kind of, you, you go to a country like Bangladesh and you suddenly feel that, the, you, know, you know, the hundreds of million people who live there just are standing in front of you. And as you look at them and as you talk to them, they're caught up in the same religious cycle, whether it be Buddhism, whether it be Hinduism, whether it be uh, Islam and or nominal Christianity for that matter. And uh, there is, they try to do everything that they can. There is, there is a searching, there is a seriousness of uh, a, a seriousness in a desire to be accepted by God. And so you would pass through and I would pass through just temples where people, you know, just would bow down with incense and with flowers and they would, you know, perform religious rites. And you would, I, I couldn't help but just feel the oppression. Mm. And uh, you talk to them and they would talk about a God they had for this and for that. And out of the three million gods they have, if it was Hinduism or a religion or, 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 or philosophy from a Buddhist perspective and it bothered me and what was neat was just as I had the opportunity to then share the gospel it was just I'm just so thankful that God allowed me to see glimpses of how people were so open to hear and then accept Christ as their savior and it's just I, I can tell you stories around in hotel rooms and kneeling mm -hmm. with uh, you know folks that used to bring a breakfast to a room or, you know, people outside that would be willing to do that mm -hmm. uh, and give their hearts to the Lord. And so I then began inquiring about what existed in the form of, you know, mission works that could support these people. And I could come across hardly any. Right. What existed was certainly big churches and, um, you know, all of the, 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 you know, all of what we, we are used to seeing but no real place where the gospel was being shared. 
and i would then through pursuing find a missionary here or a missionary there and the picture that was planted in my mind here are some of these men that are serving uh, like just soldiers that are fighting in the trenches almost left alone mm. in a battle that was overwhelmed with overwhelming odds against them and those odds were so significant and so as i traveled as so just i saw that all across south asia but i also saw the opportunity to share the gospel and the need for sharing the gospel and how receptive people were well then, let's 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 uh kind of break it off at this point because we need to uh, uh again cut so that we can uh pick it up again next week i i'm finding this uh conversation so fascinating i've known you brother naranja we have talked but i don't know that i've known all the the ins and outs of it and uh, I hope our listeners are finding uh, the story of how God worked in your life to bring about this this ministry and, and you being a catalyst. And I hope they find that fascinating because I sure do. We want to thank our listeners for being a part of today's podcast. This is Labors in the Harvest. I'm Kevin Folger, your host. I serve as the National Director, the North American Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia. Uh, Brother Naranjan Sundaraj, who's my guest, serves as our coordinator And again, we're so grateful for the fact that God's brought us together. We want to thank you for listening today. We hope that you'll join us again next week as we pick up our conversation with Brother Naranjan and uh, this work of Spiritual Leadership Asia. Thanks for listening. And if you find, uh, again, this is a a blessing, please let other folks know about it. We thank you and join us again next week for more Labors in the Harvest. Thanks for listening. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast. If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest.